Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk all things round 23 Super Coach. Here we are, final round for us before hitting the AFL finals, but the last round for Super Coach. Feels like it's actually gone pretty quick this year. Um, as always, thank you to all the comments and shares, the listens, the likes. We we love it all. I really appreciate the feedback, the chatting. Um, we couldn't we, we could not do this without your support. So we really appreciate that. To our sponsors, Splash Vodka, Earn You, and Manscaped, really appreciate the support you guys have given us, and also the community giving them the support. Again, it helps us do this podcast each and every week. Manscaped, check out that free delivery, 20% off offer, especially coming up to Father's Day. Um, some great products there. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, Ben and myself caught up with JP this week. So definitely have a look at that. He's the number one overall ranked player going into the last round. 189 points ahead of Heinsard. About 300 points ahead of Abdul, our great mate Abdul. Um, so well, hopefully uh, JP can hold on and get, get the 50k and get the win and Abdul sneak up there in second and have a nice one-two. Uh, hopefully everybody out there is going really well into their Supercoach Grand Finals. Unfortunately, my good mate Benny Boy knocked me out of two of them last week, which was a bit disappointing, but I think I've got two to play for, including my cricket one, Parkfield. Um, I'm playing Rama, so uh, good luck to him, and hopefully I can actually take home the trophy. For me, 24-45 last week, dropped me 12 spots, still 290th overall. So holding on, hopefully in that top 300. Maybe if I can get a good week pushed inside the top 250. Um, for me last week, the, probably the biggest letdowns again was uh, Crisp. So his second half of the year has been a bit poor. And then Goldie on field with that 66. Having Himmelberg there just in case Vlosten did not play, which I ended up taking Himmelberg's score. Cost me, I think, two points that with Himmelberg scoring a flat 100. Um, and in a perfect world, I would have had Himmelberg forward and then I could have not had either Goldie or um, it probably would have been either Goldie or Cameron, so um, it may have paid out for me there. Um, unlucky to Abdul, I think, because he had Dawson as VC and he swapped it just before the game, but unfortunately Laird had his lowest game for the year. Uh, did have my backup captain, which was Clary for 126, so wasn't too disappointed there, but there were some massive scores last week. I was looking really good in all my leagues until Sean Darcy happened. And then, unfortunately, Zach Merritt didn't happen for me on the Sunday, and uh, that really killed me with the 73, and the Bombers couldn't play any more poorly. And we've seen what's happened in the footy world regarding them this week and what's going on with Clarko and their coaching situation. It is all a complete mess. And hopefully, I guess, for the Bombers fans, they, they sort it out because, you know, you've had a long sort of four to 15 years there. I know I've been paying out on Twitter, talking about you guys and Man United as a bit of a farmer's club irrelevant and stuff, but... Yeah, unfortunately for the supporters, I, I get it can be tough and that, so hopefully you can come with a bit of a resolution this week. Um, for uh, most people out there, who like me, who don't have trades, there's not a lot we can do apart from maybe uh, setting up our loopholes. For me, Goldie, who's carrying a bit of an injury, goes to the bench, um, and everybody else sort of plays as has been uh, with my VC, Tuke Miller. I know... Clayton Oliver is going to be a popular one. I just kind of don't know which demon's going to go off uh, this week. Tuke playing the Suns. I'm going to kind of back him in there, and I think Laird rebounds. Um, the other good couple picks, uh, Zachy Merritt to rebound against Richmond, who do seem to leak points. Um, Bont in that must-win game against the Hawks. 
Um, and then Collingwood do leak points. So if you maybe go to Crips and Walsh, but again, I'm not I'm trying to avoid the Sunday players as much as possible. Uh, if you are in your Supercoach Grand Finals and you've got trades left, kind of we've talked about it in the past about guys who are retiring, maybe not as much Michael Hurley, but all the best to him. Um, it could be a, maybe a Hannabury, a Robbie Gray situation if you want to go really left field. Um, if you're in Grand Finals, I'm talking to JP before, it's kind of like, okay, how long can I hold on to that trade? Um, is it you hold on to a Sunday in case something happens? If you look like losing... Um, do you, you know, you've got to kind of take a risk there. Maybe you throw something different on the captain or you bring on kind of one of those guys in that uh, St. Kilda Sydney game or maybe Carlton Collingwood to throw out a bit of a, uh, maybe a left field decent score for you. If you look like winning and you've got not many pods with your opponent, maybe trade one more, so you um, one of your pods, so you actually even up um, even further. And that's what uh, JP was talking before. I think he's got three different to Hindsard. In a perfect world, he wants to go into this last round with only two different. Um, and then, you know, the variance between the results is very minimal. So, yeah, that that's probably what you're kind of looking at. For the ones with Hewitt back, and hopefully he does play, that that does sort out your back line. Um, outside of that, there's not a huge amount of obvious big trades. I, I think, yeah, if you can sort of maybe Maxi Gorn um, on the Friday night against the Lions... Still sitting at 593, so um, I know a few, for whatever reason, jumping on Dan Houston, probably maybe because showground and he played so well last week. Um, a few will try to trade out Merritt and Goldie this week, Jack Crisp, so maybe Crisp is a good sideways there, um, If especially if your opponent doesn't have him and you just want to nullify that situation. Um, I think most draft leagues are pretty well done, but if they aren't and you've got waivers there, Again, you're looking maybe the Gold Coast uh, players against North. Darcy McPherson could be a good one. Um, has the ability to actually score well. Braden Fiorini, um, those sort of kind of players uh, definitely have the ability to rack up on any given week. As I said that, say that, I'm a bit of double-check they're playing. Definitely Darcy McPherson is, and I'm sure I saw Fiorini somewhere in there before. Um, hopefully he doesn't, or maybe he isn't. That, I apologise that for those who I've, I've said so. Uh, yeah, but you might be looking at uh, who else could you get it on there? Elijah Hollins is probably not. Um, it's actually probably a hard one. Maybe actually for North, um, you know, maybe if a Zerha um, playing up there, uh, yeah, playing there at Etihad. Um, Aaron Hall's also been left out of the side, dropped. Um, so yeah, maybe if you could look at a Bonner type. They're going to see still a bit of ball then there, maybe a Lockie Young. So there's some options in that game. The Geelong game, there is no Jeremy Cameron this week. So they've got lining up in the four line Hawkins and Radagalia, maybe a, a Radagalia type, but even maybe a Rowan or a Stingle close if they if they haven't been picked up in your leagues. Big chance those Cats players just have an absolute field day. So you want some of those forwards, Maxi Holmes. Um, yeah, so you're kind of looking at those those guys and the other one yeah the uh port adelaide adelaide showdown um i think it's probably actually going to be a decent match but yeah some of those port adelaide players um more likely a lot of the port players have been picked up but yeah you may you know for whatever reason there could be uh let's say maybe a uh, Kane Farrell could be an, uh, a sneaky option there i know he's like forward listed so you're kind of looking as we've talked about in draft 
D4, D, I mean F4, F5, I think I say that every week, D4, D4, F5, but yeah, for those who are streaming, um, kind of looking at those forwards, Fremantle GWS might be another one there, um, the Freo haven't been scoring that well, but yeah, you might have to pick up a forward this week who scores a, a few cheap points, um, if they're going to have a bit of the ball down there, so you might, uh, you know, a Schultz, a uh, Swilkowski, or a even... Um, uh, who else could you mind uh, finding that actually Banfield's been dropped so you know maybe a Griffin Logue might be a, not a little match up there so you're kind of looking at somebody who might have to come out and kick four or five especially if you uh, have loophole options in draft if you don't and uh, some don't leagues don't have that option in there then it makes it a bit difficult so yeah you're trying to look at who can pop up and kick sort of four or five goals this week might have to score you a nice hundred um, and that might be the difference in your draft because it's a bit harder to pick up midfielders and defenders. Um, a lot of them seem to be gone, but it's yeah, those streaming forwards that seem to be the winnings, winners each week. And it's no difference with looking at your super coach. Like, as I said, if you've got a rookie and you've got enough money to get up to a Robbie Gray, it might be just something nice to look at this week. Um, if you've got the extra money and, and you actually, you know, let's hypothetically say you've got uh, Himmelberg and you want to get rid of Jack Crisp, uh, maybe a Tom Hawkins or a Tommy Lynch. Lynch has been absolutely on fire. So uh, both of them are very outside chances for the Coleman, but could definitely get fed this week. Both of them have got the capabilities of kicking eight in a game and just put a little bit of pressure on Kurnow there. So um, definitely something to consider with your teams. Um, for the ins and outs, there wasn't a huge... Um, a lot of relevance this week and that uh, Taranto and Fife are back just from a footy perspective there. Um, Aaron Hall, as I said, has been left out of that uh, North Melbourne side, which will be interesting going forward. Jeremy Cameron, the big out there for Geelong, um, being injured. And Michael Hurley, as we said, that's just from a footy perspective, all the best from him. Robbie Gray back for Port Adelaide Power and then for Carlton, Chera, Hewitt and Zachy Williams all back in. So... I think that that's probably your biggest relevant game and watching that Carlton game. And I, I need to mention Sydney, uh, it's an extended bench, but in Will Gould on that extended bench, in a way, I hope he gets a game. But another part of me is like, uh, we don't want another rookie wasted. I think Josh Goad is getting a game this week for North Melbourne. So it's a frustrating time of year because we see all these rookies get one game and their price becomes sort of between 150 and 200 for next season, which becomes extremely frustrating. Uh, for Premier League this week, for people who are doing that, um, I had a 66. Average score was 57. Highest was a 139. I think a few had Jesus um, on. Um, well, actually, well, I say Jesus only because of uh, how Benny's been pronouncing it, but Jesus, Jesus there for Arsenal, and his uh, triple score was 57, so 19. Um, if you didn't have the captain on him, a lot of people did have Haaland. Um, which is the way I went for my points last week. Um, so Harlan scored five, which was double to ten. Uh, we had um, probably my big move there. You know, I had Bailey, I had a sick of him, got rid of him just before the uh, his price drop. And I've gone with uh, Jensen from um, um, Brentford, who was part of that absolute smashing of Man United last week. The, uh, the Bees have got Fulham, Everton, and Crystal Palace coming up, so they've got a really soft draw. Um, I know a lot of people went on. It was... Sorry, as I get my team up here. I apologise. Uh, Man, Man, 
tally. A lot of people have gone on him because of the, uh, but he's now gone up 0.3. So he's now 6.3. Um, so you're sort of too late on that one. And the other one, as this silly app won't do what I want to do. Um, was De Silva from uh, who has been put in by for half a million teams? Um, the only problem with that now is he has gone up that 0.1 to 4.6, so still getting a saving of 0.4 there for those who are trying to drop, say, a Bailey down. Um, the unfortunately thing is, yes, those people who managed to get him in real quick um, have already got that slight prize rise. Um, as we talked about last week with Chris, um, just the hard thing with Premier League, you need to jump on some of these trades early because it's all about how many people trade in and out, not actually sort of how well they do. Well, how well they do probably influences how many people trade in and out. Um, yeah, so I'm sitting about 1.6 million overall at the moment, which sounds not great. But when there's about 9 million people playing, I think it's that's still top 20%. So not too bad. And it's really hard to get a, a, a gauge at the moment um, because we've got those options where people, some people have used their triple captain. Um, other people have used their bench boost or their free hit. And uh, so, they're yeah, depending on if you've done that early, um, naturally your ranking is going to be a lot higher. Uh, my hope is, yeah, I'll try to hold on to, especially the triple captain later in the season. Hopefully, um, yeah, one of these uh, star players can feed. But congratulations if you did well there. I know Benny Boy uh, went really big this week. I think he was about an 80-odd. Um, I've got a bit of a unique situation in one of the leagues I'm in. I've started the season with two draws. So, um, yeah, no, that was uh, uh, sort of been an interesting start there. Um, as I said last week, those who are interested in doing AFL fantasy, uh, AFLW fantasy, um, so the site there is the uh, https uh, dot dot slash slash AFL, AFLW fantasy dot com dot au. Um, I'll try to get on uh, early next week and maybe talk about that. My uh, knowledge isn't as good as probably the Super Coach season, but there's still a few players with no. And yeah, probably because it is an interesting situation because compared to Super Coach now um, and even EPL, where there's so many Twitter pages and there's so much research on it, um, you know, it does make it probably a lot easier for a lot of teams. Um, but with AFLW, there's just not anywhere the same detail. So it does make it kind of interesting to actually play because, yeah, we don't, we're just not force-fed all this information so i think it like i think last year you know, i might have finished about 800th or 900th but we'll definitely try to go a lot better on that this year um my, my ranking might have actually been a lot higher than that but i'm not, not too sure but I, I don't don't think i did so well first season but yes it's definitely a learning curve and it's fantasy points too uh the people that to put that together they do a fantastic job so Yes, the AFLW becomes a bit more mainstream, um, definitely something that more people are watching. So, yeah, something to definitely be involved in. Um, moving on, I'll have a bit of a chuckle here. Juven just sent me a, uh, she's watching Italy versus Austria in cricket. Who would have known that's an inter a thing? So, um, we, as I said to her about a couple of weeks ago, congratulations to her playing her first game here out in Australia. Might be a future Austrian international cricketer. Um, to my guys, um, yeah, I'm playing cricket this week, cricket grand final for winter. Hopefully the Melbourne weather is kind to us. So all the best there, boys. Um, we're playing down at Elwood, uh, El, yeah, Elstonwick Park. And uh, 
talking to JP before, I know he's getting down to some local footy finals. Uh, one of our good cricket girls, Jade, we wish you all the best for the Waverley Hawks in your um, finals. Um, and there's a lot of our listeners that are either watching footy, they've got kids playing footy, or they're playing footy themselves. So all the best for your footy finals. It's that time of year where everyone's getting out there and involved in the uh, the main part of the year, just like us in Supercoach. So, yeah, if you, if you are playing in one of those games, good luck. We hope you do really well. If you're playing Supercoach Grand Finals, same there. Feel free, get in contact if you're looking at one of your trades. I know a few of the boys are already messaging in, asking about a couple of things. So, yeah, we'll um, do our best to um, help you through that and win that Supercoach Premiership. And as I said, thank you so much um, for all the support this year. And, yeah, we'll be back for uh, AFLW, um, English Premier League Fantasy, and as we get into the Supercoach Racing and the Big Bash season. So there'll be plenty of more fantasy to come throughout the off-season for people who are interested. If not, we'll ca- I'll catch you back in 2023. And uh, we'll we'll start all over again for our Supercoach journey. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Bye. <laughs>